0: Yeah. yeah. Expect killing, dress spilling and flesh ripping. Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning. Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog. dog, 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 dog.
1: Welcome to the Wilfanel bonus episode. <laughs> hey,
2: you got two this week. <laughs> uh How are you, Tom? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. You know what? I feel very. um. I feel good. I've just done an incredible workout with Standard Man, for Kari, mm, mm, uh, which has mm. uh, really set me up for today, um, which I find a workout and it's just, it's, you know, excluding pressure and like... excluding Is that excluding a word? I don't,
1: excluding, I don't think, I don't believe is a word, but I, I don't
2: even know what you're trying to say. Like... Exerting? Releasing. Oh, I releasing. Exerting. exerting. Yeah, oh, exerting, was Exerting actually the yourself? One. Okay. Yeah, exerting, exerting yeah. myself and actually feeling ready to rock. The day feels like, you know the day feels like I mean, I've never been skiing before, but I can imagine it's the same sort of feeling like when you master a slope. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. sure. I understand what you yeah. I understand what you're getting have at. You've been skiing before?
1: I have been skiing. I went skiing uh for misadventures in uh Bosnia. They've got good oh, skiing um, there, yeah. so. Yeah, and um, they let me have a half a lesson with the kids. Um, and then they put me on an intermediate slope. And I complained about that in a way that they thought was funny, but was actually me on camera being quite annoyed. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Did, uh, how did you get on? Did you master it? No, I gave up halfway through. I said, I've had enough of this. There's no fucking, I'm going to die. Like, that, mate, it was like fog just to the left of us. And then it was just a sheer drop off that and I couldn't keep myself in a straight line. So I said, I'm just gonna go off the edge there. But what made it slightly embarrassing was one of the camera operators, she was um, filming me while skiing backwards down the same slope that I was kicking a fucking fuss up about. So uh, it was a bit awkward. It's
2: a bit it's weird when you are, as an adult surrounded by kids, you don't know who are better than something mm. than you are. Yeah. I had to go to asthma club not so long ago because I wasn't taking my asthma pumps right. Uh, this is before the last sort of lo- first lockdown. Um, I was sort of like getting like a little bit whee- wheezy. I'm going to
1: be honest with you, Tom. I'm, I'm stunned into silence for what you've just said. <laughs> so, um, so, first of all, how how does it get identified that you need to go to asthma club?
2: Because the woman said that I wasn't taking the um, take, like my, I wasn't taking asthma seriously enough, and I wasn't right. taking the. Uh, I mean, this is before lockdown, and in, in no fairness, it might well have saved my life. But um, I went to asthma club, and everyone else there was sort of ranged for the ages of about. Probably five to about thirteen or fourteen, and they weren't called cool 14 year fourteen-year-olds. They were sort of me at thirteen, fourteen. Do you know what right. I mean? Like sort of, right. yeah. You know,
1: and did they? Was um, it quite a buzz for them to see Tom Davis sort of? None of
2: them knew who not, I was. Or, or, also, also not able to use a, a, an asper pump like like them. Yeah, I mean, I think for them to see a massive doofus not being able to also master what is essentially yeah. just pushing down on something and sucking. Was it? Um, was
1: it? Um, was it a bit like you know? There's American films where a guy like some they, they put they put in a guy who's had to repeat the year like a hundred times, and so yeah, you end up with this funny promise with a forty-year-old man in a kindergarten
2: <laughs> class. There was there was a kid there called Jason who um, I could tell. Oh, so like, you made friends. That's good. No, no. I just he stuck out of my mind. He was like right. probably twelve, yeah. and I can. He was really like he was sort of like cock of the walk there. He was like you know. I kind of like looked at him and thought, actually, probably everywhere else that you go, you you haven't got the power that you weld here. And mm. I thought sort of, that's why I was quite. I, I at one point I was thinking I could dominate here, I could be the coolest person, but yeah. I sort of let Jason have that that pride.
1: Oh, that was nice. It was very magnanimous.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And so you might, and so now you know how to use your asthma pump.
2: Yeah, I mean, the in te- fairness, <laughs> the teacher was about nineteen, right? Like, so I was, I was like do- double the. You could pretty much, I think, added up. Half the class and the teacher, and they'd have been the same age as me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty shameful, really. Yeah, I went and had like three or four pints in a pub afterwards just to make myself feel cooler. Yeah, with, a, with I Jason. A was cigarette. That, <laughs> was was <laughs> that with Jason and the teacher? <laughs>
1: Jace, you're going for a pint yeah. after. Yeah. He's eleven. Yeah, don't worry, I'll get you served, mate. Don't worry about that. You just sit you just sit you just sit at one of the back tables, mate. Nah, I'll sp- get you a little bit.
2: Smoking's one. cool, Jace. Now yeah. you know how to do your uh you, yeah. your uh, asthma pump. It's pretty yeah. cool smoking. Yeah. You, you, I tell you what's fun, mate,
1: do one of each. Have a go on <laughs> one. Yeah. Just alternate it. <sighs> So two two things that are on my mind at the moment, Tom. Okay, sweet Rob. One, I listened back to the episode our last episode yeah and i reckon i say the word fucking 75 times wow well i mean you know i'm sort of slightly exaggerating but i did swear a lot so for the rest of this bonus episode i'm going to try not to swear just as like you know it
2: was i noticed when you're tired and emotional like that is where you swear more like you know like um sort of like someone at asthma club who gets upset because they can't do the pump they'll get all stressy and sort of kick kick stuff yeah, that's your version of that. Is swear? Do you think
1: so? So do you know yeah. Can you tell? I've, I don't think I've been emotional on the podcast,
2: have I? No, I mean sweetly emotional, but not like angry emotional. No, no not, I, remember I, swe- mean- I,
1: su- I remember swearing a bit uh during Newcastle hotel room gate.
2: Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, you do. Which yeah. isn't really much of an. You do a funny thing be. before you swear. Sometimes you go. It's <laughs> such a dick. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it! <laughs> Someone told me that Tom Cruise does that in fight scenes. What does he do? <coughs> have,
1: you, <coughs> uh, have you seen that, um, that TikTok compilation of Jennifer Aniston in Friends? No. Where, like, a lot of her lines, she does a little cough before she starts any line. Does oh, really? Russ, like, she do that a lot. And they
2: put a load of them together. And it's like, a, it's like her in. I think Jennifer Aniston's in the top five actors or actresses ever, maybe. Well, Which morning Incredible. Show. Morning. Morning show. show, Friends, uh, the Dolly Parton film she did. Yeah. She I think I genuinely look at Jennifer Hanson and think there's nothing you can't do. Um, We Are the Millers. Oh, it's so good, We Are the Millers, isn't it? That's a great film. And she I I genuinely think she's like the Floyd Mayweather of acting. I think everyone like you get I think you do a scene with her and you're like, I'm not getting this, she's gonna steal this. Right. She's she she's a scene stealer, she's incredible. she's like the lionel Messi
1: of comedy acting would you say
2: yeah yeah I, i i look at it now and i think the rest of the friends cast are okay she's just on another plateau she's just like even when you go back and watch them jennifer anson's dominating you think she's the best in friends acting wise i don't think i think she's the best in friends by an infinite amount an infinite amount yeah I genuinely think. So that she's you, the, she's, Yeah. So what, what? What do you think of the others then? Because that sort of implies that you think the rest is shit. Uh, no, I think Matt LeBlanc's a decent actor. I yeah. think. Uh, but Ross but is Jennifer very Aniston funny. is infinitely better than her. Yeah, because yeah, she. The thing about Jennifer Aniston, if you go back and watch it, mm. she plays it in a. In a way, I genuinely think she's playing it for like. There's elements of drama. There's elements of comedy. Real raw emotion, and I think some of them, the others, sort of struggle with that a little bit. Do, 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 but do you fall think... into a place where they're trying to make it a bit eggy and funny, but trying... like without? Look, this is no disrespect because I think um, uh, Lisa Kudrow. I think the comeback is one of the best shows ever made. And mm-hmm. Big shout mm-hmm. out to that. I think it's amazing. She's incredible in that. Mm-hmm. If you you can't, but infinitely worse than Jennifer Aniston, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Carry I on. stand by that. Yeah, I'd, I'd literally stand by that for the rest of my days. So, yeah. I think she's there, Jennifer Aston, right? Yeah. yeah. I think there's just, so, just
1: so you know, for people listening, Tom's held his hand up quite high.
2: That's to the top of the screen, yeah? That's the top of the right. frame. Uh, yeah. Okay. Come down like about there. So now his hand's probably, about
1: midway up through the screen. Yeah. I'm just explaining because yeah, it's, you know, it's an audio. Yeah, yeah, an
2: yeah audio. It's an audio thing. Yeah. So, about there, you've got Courtney Cox. Okay. So that's yeah. about in the middle, yeah? Uh, Ross Geller, but, uh, what's his name? Schwimmer, David, David Schwimmer. Schwimmer. yeah. yeah. Jesus Matt LeBron Christ, are about here. I'll you have got those four Laying waste to the French cast, Yeah, got <laughs> Right, but they're all they're about here. are all in here. the middle, yeah. Then I come down here, a yeah. little drop below, and I say Lisa Kudrow. That's just for her performance in Friends, okay. but I think Phoebe's hilariously funny, Yeah. but right, you know. And then somewhere down you know, Oh my God, he's out, like, he's out the his, bottom of the throne. Yeah, Chandler. Oh. My dad hates Chandler, and I can see why. Like, genuinely, I, you know, I'm, I'm I don't know if I've ever said this story on the air before. When my dad first retired, he started, like, catching up on TV shows. And I remember going around to see my dad and, uh, and my parents and went around, knocked on the door my mum was like, oh, good, your dad's in a bit of a tizz at the moment. And I was like, what's wrong with him? And she's like, he's been watching Friends. So I went into the uh, living room, and he was just seething. He just found Chandler so annoying. Like, he was like, he's always got a joke about saying. He's always got something to say. About. And every time Chandler walks into a room, that would go, ugh. Out loud. and he and he talks about TV people like they're real. So he's yeah. like, I mean, you'd have a pint, when you, with with Joey or, or Ross? But then if China turned out, you'd swerve it. You just you wouldn't even give him the time of day. You just let. And genuinely, I feel that with China. I get exactly what my dad meant because I'd, I'd do the same. If I, I'd say it now, if if I was going, if you turned around to me and went, oh, "I'm having a dinner party," and I went, "Who's coming?" and you're like, "Oh, it's obviously me and Lisa, Rob Beckett and his wife, Catherine Ryan and her husband, uh, Monica and Charn. I go, "I'm not coming." Yeah, because you
1: go, why have you invited two fictional characters to a dinner party? No, but look, fucking it, it, I'm, just,
2: I'm just saying no, I'm saying it. All, well, okay. Say me and you live in uh, New York in that in Friends. In that yeah, alternate in universe
1: that Friends. Friends is real. Okay, okay. Yeah, go for
2: yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Friends is real. Me and you probably live on the floor above or the floor probably the floor below because we're not doing that well at the moment, right? We'd, both be, we'd probably be
1: it. one of those characters that occasionally, when they lose a uh, like a, a a rabbit or something. When they go knocking around on the doors, <laughs> we're one of the fucking loopy bastards that lives on the floor yeah. below. Yeah, we're oh, like the same guys. <laughs> hello!
2: No, I'm a
1: silly rabbit! We, no, we, I we, don't know we, where the rabbit
2: is! <laughs> we're, we're our characters out of House of Fools, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, Rachel. <laughs> what, brings you m- what brings you to my flat door? And then, you know, Charlie's like, this guy's going to know where the rabbit is. Um, <laughs> right, so we lived there, right? Yeah. And it's your 50th birthday, right? So we're having, like, a party, and we're inviting people from that we know in New York. You would go to me and you go, uh, oh, hey, Tom, I'm looking at other people that might come to my 50th birthday. And I'm like, huh, like, who, um And you're like, um, well, I was thinking we invite uh, Phoebe, she's really funny, and uh, Joey moniker obviously rachel and ross they're my favorites I'm um, gunther from the calf and do you think uh, i'll invite chandler and i just tell my guy if you invite Chandler, i'm moving back to texas and that's a damn fact
1: okay it's a, it's a very long run-up for that to just sort of reiterate the point you made at the beginning of this that you don't like chandler
2: <laughs> no but i just think <laughs> that that's that's where my head's going that's, oh, right, that's okay, what I mean okay, like, okay. no but I think that's almost like worth the genre in the is basis, there, but, yeah. uh,
1: we need to get into emails but before we do do you think there's an argument that the reason that by the way I do think Jennifer Aniston is absolute a, a remarkable actor and Jennifer Aniston if by any chance you're listening to the Wolf and Owl we would break our no guest rule to have you on the podcast oh, because wow. Tom and I are both yeah. massive fans. I think you're unbelievable. He's a saint, I think.
2: If you haven't watched The Morning Show, mate, she is... I would go as far as to say, actually, I think humanity peaked when Jennifer Aniston was created. Okay. I, I would like to distance myself
1: from those comments. But but I, I, we are a massive fan of Jennifer <laughs> Um, but anyway, the point I'm trying to make is: Do you not think it's because Rachel's sort of the only one that's really written like a real human in Friends? I mean, no disrespect to Friends, no, I really no, love it, no, no, but no. but she's she's a more nuanced, no, look, let me real character. Than the by other, that,
2: isn't I she? think Friends is. Inc- I think up there with the up there with Seinfeld, Seinfeld Kurt. It's a perfectly written sitcom. It's yeah. incredible. And when I say about the characters at that rank in, I'm talking about people. At the very uh, highest echelons of what we do, for it, they're incredible, all of them. But I'm just saying that Jennifer Aniston for me just walks a higher path, and I mean that. I'm not just saying I don't. Th- I don't, I can't think in my head of a role that Jennifer Aniston where I look and watch a film and think, oh, I, I th- there's no- nothing I can think that. I just think mm. she. I think she can do anything. Yeah, the breakup. She's fantastic in that as well. Isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think and- she can save a bad movie as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, God.
1: let's get into emails here, here before Tom fully climaxes. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you frick. <laughs> so, first up, uh, Dear Wolf and Al, thank you for what has become my favorite podcast. <laughs> I, <wanted laughs> just to... of sorry, I just
2: thought, sorry, could I just say something? Go, go, I just thought, like, um, if we lived below the oh, Friends House, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought our names, right? I could be like, you know, Danny Lopez was saying, right? Mm, mm. <laughs> I thought your name could be like Tony Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> and like you're a prop comic. It, oh,
1: God. <laughs> Let me have a look if I've seen a rabbit. Just start pulling out loads of different shit. No. Is it this? Is it this? I yeah, can everything but a rabbit. Yeah, it's a cu- oh,
2: cupcake in a hot dog bun.
1: Is it this? Oh, no. Um,
2: and then I, Phoebe would just turn around and go, Is it weird I find him sexy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, he could touch my phalanges any time.
2: Okay. Mm. Uh, I wanted to get
1: your advice on first dates. I'm a single guy who's taken to the dating apps throughout a very long lockdown. Next month, I'll be going on a first date with a guy I've been texting for a couple of months. It's been well over a year since my last date, so I'm a little out of practice and naturally a bit nervous. As you're both incredible human beings, nice, I wondered if you could share any first date advice or stories when you went out with with your respective better halves supplementary questions do you have any recommendations for male free fragrances i've been using creed Aventus for a few years now which I always get compliments but are there any other hidden gems i should know about
2: thanks and remember to never doubt yourselves love to the max tom yo tom first up don't doubt yourself bro because um, that creed stuff that smells good mm. um i would say uh chanel blue is good savage i um, you know if you can get over the johnny depp advert is a is a lovely scent um uh I love I love a little bit of a Tom Ford, little uh little spray up of a little Tom Ford on, on on the firm's always nice. Um but also if you're gonna go to Tom Ford, go to Tom Ford and uh like now you can go into a shop. I don't know if you've done this wrong, but they'll find you the perfect fragrance for your for you, like your smell, your your own that will soak into your skin and, and mm-hmm. really fucking own your fucking smell. Uh so I'd say, yo, Tom, do that. Do that, treat yourself. Do you I'm know that? Do you know that
1: aftershave has got whale puke in it? What? Mm. So a lot how of do you aftershaves. A lot of aftershaves got whale puke in it.
2: Um, mate, I would sincerely say I would just roll in whale puke. I mean, how do they even know? Would when, when they just get? How does that work? Is that like whales just being sick somewhere? It's
1: really you can. It's really expensive uh, to get. So it's um. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look it up here. It's actually generally
2: because. Of everything in that um spiracy yeah, the fact that they've just got what essentially sounds like bulimic whales being sick for um for aftershave is actually one of the I, 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 I don't know. Happened.
1: I don't know how they get it. Like, I think they just find it in the sea. So it's um it's called ambergris, and they put it in aftershave, and it's really expensive. And if you find it, like like some uh one couple found in I'm just looking literally reading this off my phone, in Morecambe Bay, Lancashire, uh found a lump a 1.5 kilo lump and it was worth 50 grand
2: what it's a product the, it's a
1: product of the sperm whale only sperm whales make the compound responsible for ambergris allure different compounds uh, is made by sperm whales only to glue together squid beaks jesus christ i mean i'm getting a bit too into this but anyway the point is they use it in aftershave and i think it's in eventus
2: anyway man i mean let me just say quickly um shout out to whoever found that because that's a big that's a big matzo ball in your mouth if that doesn't work right Mm, absolutely that really is you know when people are sort of adding
1: sort of bergamot and cinnamon and then some and then you go do you you reckon we should use some sperm whale puke and it's like um sorry sorry dan (laughs) are you are you high
0: elevate every morning with tommy john's second skin underwear Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply.
2: That just sounds like a guy who's just got a, lot, like a job lot of sperm weight. while well, sick in his fucking... In his garage, yeah, or just in his fridge. To, he's just got a warehouse yeah. full of whale puke. Just to find that literally, as you know, he's, he's yeah, you know, it didn't work in Coca Cola,
1: <laughs> tried it in cognac, he's, he's tried it in all manner of things, grated it as a topping for lasagnas and pasta dishes. <laughs> didn't work out,
2: didn't work as pritt stick. <laughs> yeah, his last roll of the dice is it, yeah. <laughs> like a jack lemon i was
1: literally about to give up i was about to set fire to this warehouse for
2: the insurance and then i just thought let me see if it works in cologne and there there it is um i'd say though tom listen um you know this is this is probably the first time that i'll say this and it means it's so so sincerely and i mean it from the bottom of my heart when i say this do you bro when you're going for a date just do you Uh, And this is coming from someone who tried each and every way to do a first date and do a date uh, and tried multiple different ways of turning up. Um, And I tried to do cool. I tried to do intellectual. Uh, I tried to do sort of like brooding tough guy. Uh, I tried to do most things to sort of like really sort of sculpt a first date and none of them worked. Um, uh, And sort of it took me to really get to sort of like in my early 30s to really realize that actually... Being myself and uh, just being a massive doofus, who 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 yeah, you know, self-deprecating idiot, would actually you know Because in all fairness, if your relationship goes anywhere with someone, you don't want to bite off because otherwise, you could end up playing that character for like twenty, twenty-five years. Mm. Um, and then yeah, you're believe asleep.
1: me, I'm stuck in a fucking role. I can't <laughs> quit now. it's <laughs> that brooding ba- tough guy? <laughs> basically, tough basically guy? <laughs> masquerading as a sexy enigma for Lisa for the last twelve years. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> a fucking oscar winning role that'll never get into anything yeah he was a sperm whale spunk salesman <laughs> 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 who started a rule he could never finish so uh yeah I, I i think just go with being you tom man and, and look smell nice dress nice uh and also this is actually the most invaluable piece of advice and and i generally think that you know someone said this to me once but but listen it's amazing like me and my wife actually is one of our favorite pastimes of if you're out and you see a first date and uh you see just usually it will be like one person just overtaking all the conf uh and we talked about this a lot on the last show i think or show before about bragging but someone who's just doing all of the talking i think take that little step back. and it actually really coming out of lockdown it's really easy just to fucking, like sort of like outpour everything, but um, yeah, I think I think listen, be yourself, smell nice, and just work on that really sweet sweet laugh. And Tom, you will be a man, my son
1: uh very uh, yet again very good advice from tom davis the wolf there uh that listen thing is great do you know that i read somewhere it might have been in like one of those old school how to win friends and influence people books or whatever but if you have a conversation with somebody and all you do is ask questions and listen they will leave that conversation thinking you're an incredible conversationalist just because they feel like they've had a proper chat do you mean whereas you know sometimes we've all been in chats with people where you feel like have you been in a conversation well, I know you and I have been in a conversation like this recently where you're sitting around and basically there are people just waiting they don 't even give a shit what you're
2: saying they're just waiting for no. the opportunity to throw in their anecdote Do you know what i mean it's, it's it's insane i mean in our world it's it's so much i mean <laughs> we sat in a situation where um yeah, it felt like sort of like this certain uh, person would tell a story he'd give us the uh You know, the sort of like, (laughs) the fair crack at the whip for me and Ron to tell a story. And then he'd tell a massive, aggressive story on the back of that without listening to it. And his story wouldn't have to follow a segue. Like, I think conversationally, right, you had to follow a segue. Like, you know, you tell a story about saying, and I tell a story about a similar experience. And then that's how conversation works. Or, you know, we'd all just talk about that thing. He just he like we could be talking about gardening, and next thing I know, he's talking about aircrafts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a whole different fucking. Well, I, I, and, and
1: and some people are very comfortable. I know this seems weird coming from a com- coming from p- two people who have a podcast where we just talk and talk and talk. But in a in a social setting, some people are so comfortable with time on the ball. I find it incredible. Do you know what I mean like the sort of? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Though it's just sort of you just sort of think this has been with you for for. For for a fucking long time. Oh, no, I've sworn. And there's
2: eight this people sitting around. T- <laughs>
1: there's eight people who all have an opinion. Um, anyway, sorry, that's slight, it's sort of not what you're asking, uh, Tom. But what I would say to you is, that's great advice to listen. Um, I think Tom's absolutely right. Be yourself, be interested, smell nice. Um, and also, the one thing that I would say is, even if, listen, I don't know if this is good advice, but I know it's advice that I've i've given to people and i think is a good general tip is sort of keep your powder a little bit dry about how into the other person you are sort of after the date you know if you've had a nice evening you might think to yourself oh my god i can't believe how well that went and you might feel like you want to text that person immediately even if you do feel like that people can be interested in someone and then get put off by how sort of thirsty, the other person comes across. Later on down the line, you can say, I wanted to text you straight away. And then they'll go, oh, I wanted to text you straight away. And you can have a good laugh about it. That's much better than you texting the person immediately and them thinking, oh my God, this person's just looking for a relationship with any living being. Do you know what I mean? So just, you know, that would be my kind of tip. There's a couple of, um, can you hear that noise? Where is it? We've got a ring doorbell, which is great. But Lisa's turned up the, if basically anybody walks within five metres of our front door, it sets off this kind yeah. of weird chime thing. And you live on a high street, right? Yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> right? Oxford Street.
2: We're just above uh, we're
1: just, uh, just above Nike, Nike Town. <laughs>
2: That'd be such a fucking nutty situation. <laughs> them and ring doorbell on Oxford Street. I'm not getting any sleep, but no one's broken in. <laughs> I feel secure, but um,
1: I've got long, deep-seated anxiety from the fact that I haven't slept for three months. So next email. Uh dear Lisa, Rom and Tom, um, love the podcast. And he goes on to be very, very nice about it, but I'm not going to read all that. Um, to offer some background, uh, moving on, I have a question for you that at the moment is debate almost on a daily basis between me and my wife. To offer some background, we recently bought our first house. It's not anywhere near where we used to live. It's about an hour and a half drive away. And because of this, we've reduced who we know locally to zero. Now, the new house is on development of about 20 houses and on moving received a card inviting us to the development WhatsApp group, which I decided we should join in an attempt to immerse ourselves. My wife was less optimistic about this. I grew up in a house where my elderly neighbors were like surrogate grandparents and even as a child, I'd regularly cross the shared drive and sit in for tea, biscuits and a game of cards. They had the spare key, so as a teenager who would always lose his key, I would regularly go around after school to borrow it, which of course meant more tea and biscuits. My wife moved around a lot more, and I don't think I had the opportunity to form that kind of relationship. It's been three months since we moved in. Since joining the WhatsApp group, we have one neighbor knock on the door to say hi and spend the next 30 minutes talking about her anxiety issues. One neighbor asked us to take a photo of her garden as it's lovely. It asked to take a photo of our garden as it's lovely, and she wants to complain to the developers about hers. Then on top of that, it became known that I'm a police officer, and have already bought, been sought out twice for advice both times regarding neighbor disputes. Neither of which had any apparent cry or ad. Sorry to laugh, but this is quite funny. Uh, this has led to my wife's I told you so Starts to strengthen and my will to try and get her to integrate with me weakens with every weary neighbour I meet. I that There do, to be, do appear to be a fair number of normal people, but to, interaction with them has been minimal, as expected in the current climate. So my question is, how well should you get to know your neighbours? How many neighbours should you get to know? Has the day of trusting a neighbour with the keys to your house been and gone? Thanks and keep up the great pod because it's helped me, it's helped keep me sane.
2: Um, I'm going to keep him anonymous just in case, um, yeah, his yeah in case his neighbors, Listen, I mean, his neighbors sound like a fucking succession of bellins, Yeah, so, okay, uh, It's an absolute,
1: um, absolute nest of fuck faces. Um,
2: <laughs> but yeah, listen, uh, anonymous. Um, but I'm going to call you, uh, Ryan. Okay. Um, well, that's unfortunate because <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Ryan, um, listen, mate. Uh, I'm actually in a very similar position, uh, a very, very similar position. Uh, I moved, uh, away from where I'm from. I moved about, yeah, about two hours away, I guess, from where I'm from. Um, we're closer to my wife's friends. My wife has a lot of friends around here, mm-hmm. but you know, in doing what me and mom do, I, I, my head was always that like, it's better for her to be closer to her, her sort of friends and family than, than me to mine. Cause I'm away a lot. I work a lot. So, um, uh, that's just the nature of the beast, but, uh, we've moved also onto a new development, um. And look, I, I, neighbor-wise, it is a real mixed bag of of people. We've got very, we've got what's become very dear friends who are sort of two doors down who do have a key for our house. Um, during lockdown, they've been a godsend. They've like, you know, been amazing. They're they're lovely people. Shout out Michael and Lisa. So we see a lot of them, and uh, they they're, they've generally become very good friends. And then just down from that, we've you know, we've got I've got a few people on the development I play golf with. I've got a few people that sort of over the sands of time. Have uh, have become friends that sort of yeah, you, know, you chat with and, and you get on with. I mean, but then on the flip side of that, we we've we've got people who um who take absolute you know, liberties, or you've got people that uh who grind your gears a lot. Um I mean, there was a uh a succession of burglaries around uh not last Christmas, but Christmas before. And uh there was a Facebook group uh made for the uh for the estate that we live on, and the development we live on. So um, that my wife joined that. We were the flip side of you and your missus. My wife joined it more. In all I became obsessed with it. I became mm-hmm. you know actually sort of in the end sort of three or four King Gary storylines came from it. But um, <coughs> yeah, I, I I I found the sort of stuff that people go on about just insane. Like and and also so during lockdown, I think that intensified of sort of people reaching out and and. Yeah, I mean, there's sort of a side of that that I just, you feel a bit sort of sad for because there's so-and-so people reaching, but there was a lot of people reaching out quite aggressively about anything, do you know what I mean? It felt like sort of, you know, um, and now we're coming out of this lockdown, it's sort of people are being judged on the basis that, oh, that's the person who was like um, doing this or doing that or sort of like, you know, trying to run things, as we say. Um, So I think in short, what I'm saying is on every new development in every new town, there will be... There'll be gold in those hills. There will be gems to find. And you will find them, my friend. You'll find them, Ryan and Libby. Um, I'll call your wife Libby, because um, you're good people. And uh, yeah, by the sounds of things, uh, you want to build a utopia that is reminiscent of the one you, grown up, you grew up in, uh, and you sound like a decent guy. And I think there'll come a time where a school child who may live a couple of doors down Knocks on your door because they've lost their key, and you invite them in for tea and biscuits. Uh, Can I I just
1: can I just say, absolutely, do not invite them in for tea and biscuits. It's twenty (laughs) twenty one. You fancy finding yourself on a register? uh,
2: No, no. But he knows their mum and dad, and he knows them. Is what I am saying. Okay, fine.
1: Just I just I just would say, you know, just be careful that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. So so times have moved on. Yeah. My point is this, right? It's for you. Yeah, it's for you to keep on the earnest sweetness of the child that you once were. And I believe you can do that, Ryan, because I think you're a superstar fella. Okay, that's really lovely. Um,
1: it, Ryan, uh, I, what I would say to you is this, you and your wife have obviously had different experiences growing up, right? You've had an experience, you've, had, you've been in a beautiful neighborhood where you can go and see the neighbors and it's lovely relationships and your wife probably hasn't. And so for that reason, that has colored your interpretation of, of, of how this should be. So I don't think you should be too hard on your wife. I mean, think you should be, you know, it's totally fine that, that you are coming at this from, from, from different places. I think it's nice what you're doing, mate. I think it's nice that you're trying to engender uh, a good atmosphere and a good set of friendships with your neighbours. And yes, that might be a bit annoying at times, but I think you sort of put up with that for the benefits you get. Like, I, I'm not massively close with my neighbours. Um, but what I would say is, um, year before last, no, no, sorry, last year, we, we had to rely on the goodwill of our neighbours because we filmed the Ranganation from my garage and we had to have uh, like OB trucks and broadcasting equipment and stuff all set up in the, in, the, in the street. And if any one of them had objected or kicked up a fuss, we wouldn't have been able to do it because you're not allowed to piss off the neighbours just to make a TV show. And they were all so understanding and lovely about it. And I'm not saying it's just because you want to rely on a favour, but I'm just saying that, you know, if you do get on with the neighbours... Or you, have, or, 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 or you have a good relationship with them, you don't necessarily even have to be friends with them, but there's like, you know, goodwill and understanding. It makes life a lot easier. Um, if you fall out with a neighbour, if you get into a situation where you've fallen out with a neighbour, which has happened to me in the past, uh, you need to start instigating uh, moves to, to, to move to a new location because your life will never be good. So, um, you know, it, the long and the short of it is, do you, Ryan? Right? I, I think both yeah. you and your wife um are doing great and i understand that you're coming at this from different points of view but keep
2: encouraging relationship with your neighbors to the max okay i just think i'm going to end it by saying some princes are born and some princes are made so yeah yeah Uh, and i i can't think of anything else i could add to that that's also completely irrelevant
1: to the to the story (laughs) but um there you go yeah right so here's uh here's a quick one wow uh, wolf Al et al. It's mainly to you, mate, actually. Uh, okay, what is? Uh, My request is for some face mask guidance. Can the wolf recommend a face mask? Uh, I'm uh, a, a big gentleman, and I struggle to find any face masks that fit and look reasonable to cover a beard uh, and my face. Any recommendations? Uh, now, he's come to the right place, because I'm going to tell you now, Tom, you're one of the drippiest geezers I know. So
2: you What's any, the guy's uh, name? What's his, what's his homeboy's name?
1: Uh, Dave. Well,
2: of course it's Dave, my guy, my G, Davey boy, Dave Um, listen, Dave. Um, I've got two words to say to you. Under Armour, Under Armour make the sickest, sweetest, um, most secure face masks. They come in a range of different colors. They come in a range of different styles. They also have a decent thickness to them, so you feel secure, um, and others around you feel secure. They also will cover your your face. Uh, I, I notice it's one of the few masks I wear, and I don't get that sweet, sweet steaming of the glasses. Um, mm. uh, it will cover the beard nicely. Um, uh, so shout out Under Armour. I also and, and look, we're we're still in the, in the qualms of quite cold and chilly weather. Um, but you know what I really really rate, and that's a schnood. Um, a, a, you know, a schnood that you can pull up. Ramesh actually busts those. He's got some rather leery coloured ones that are quite. Um, <laughs> sort of you're quite tie-dye vibes um from what i remember it's not um, tie-dye it's not tie-dye <laughs> no you did have a tie-dye one at once no
1: no i don't i don't want you to it's implied to people that i wear a tie-dye snood <laughs> you definitely had a tie-dye
2: snood I on i did not day. have a tie-dye snood. <laughs> it was like orange and green i swear no i'm not wearing a tie-dye snood right well yeah listen snoods are great man um snoods are great snoods are fun uh let's all wear snoods with everyone so uh, okay yeah great, great
1: great okay so so that's uh there you go there's your recommendation dave good luck with that i would also say i don't know if, i don't know anything about i mean i've got a fairly large face the gresham blake
2: gresham blake does some really good ones actually, shout out gresham blake actually uh yeah. for um being a really nice guy and a sweet warm warm soul actually i need to do a shout out actually um yeah, here we go this is not an advertisement. This isn't an effort, but I want to shout out the guys at Fresh Kicks because um, those guys have taken some cherished trainers of mine and mm. made them as good as new. And in a world where we're worrying about the environment and we're worrying about all sorts of things for a bunch of guys to stand up and say we're going to do something about it, man. Yeah. Yeah, you can take your, you know, Yeah, whatever's and just these guys are just (laughs) absolute real fucking, yeah, mountains of men. So uh, yeah, yeah, shout out. It's it's
1: basically just so you know what they do. That they will they will launder your trainers, but they don't just launder your trainers. They do, They they look brand new after that, and and they take trainers that are in an absolute state. Oh like, man, fresh. honestly,
2: they work miracles. They work miracles. Like you know, you might have a pair of trainers that you've had since you were I don't know, like twenty three. Yeah, yeah, we get the
1: yeah, we get the idea. They will they will deal with really horrendous trainers. Yeah. Now speaking of adverts, yeah, uh, sort of the subject. Oh, there is a couple of things actually with this with this uh, with this email. So this is from uh, Steph. Okay? Hey Steph uh Yourself. big fan of the podcast i've enjoyed the many conversations in which the wolf has expressed his strong beliefs in only advertising things he fully believes in noble especially love the burger king story now before we get before we carry on with this email i just want to tell you something about burger king right yeah. so i as a vegan yeah right, i am constantly looking for a decent fast food option and what yeah. i mean by that is you know I don't, I don't ever, I, I don't need Burger King, McDonald's, all these places to have amazing vegan burgers. All I want is a passable option. Because you're constantly out of your friends and they go, should we just nip into McDonald's quickly and grab something? And so just having something that is an option is valuable. With that in mind, Burger King released a vegan chicken royale thing, right? And they also got this plant-based whopper. Okay. Right. So now. The other day, I decided to try both of those burgers, okay? In one sitting? In one sitting, yeah. I didn't Marga. get fries or anything. Marga. I just got the two burgers.
2: Burger King fries are amazing, by the way. I missed them. Yeah. Um,
1: so I got the two burgers. Uh, let me just tell you this now. Both those burgers were fucking unacceptable. Oh, really? They were unacceptable. The plant-based Whopper can absolutely eat a bag of dicks <laughs> twice. It is, It is. I would say... Now, bearing in mind, Tom, veggie burgers are banging now, right? I I have them all the time. Beyond Me Impossible Burgers, all of those burgers, they're getting it right. Where Burger King have pulled this thing, this monstrosity out of, I've got no idea. But it's a big, big thumbs down for me. Now, just to to give you an idea, I I did prefer the, the, the chicken, the vegan royale thing but what I would also say is, I would have also preferred a dog turd to that plant based wow. rapper, because it was it was rank. And in fact, Burger King, I'm putting myself out there to say, you need to withdraw that burger, mate. It's it's doing. You cannot call yourself Burger Royalty. So that
2: is twice we said that Burger King is shit. Guys would just say now, boycott Burger King, boycott <laughs> Burger King by all means. Um, yeah, they're letdowns. The big okay. stinking letdowns.
1: Well, anyway, the email goes on after the uh, Loving Your Burger King story. You can imagine my surprise when I was listening to an old, old episode of Richard Herring's Leicester Square podcast Mm. with Tom Davis. Uh, Initially so excited to come across it and get some extra Tom time. It's Obviously somebody that enjoys this podcast, but wishes that they could listen to the wolf without the owl, I imagine. So she's gone hunting. Imagine my surprise when within the first 10 minutes, it was revealed that the wolf has been paid to create some long promotional videos about Southampton football club what This is incredible wolf is a west ham fan and he said on the podcast that he did it for the money and it feels like cheating on your wife just one to consider now can i just say tom in the style of you wow (laughs) wow wow with all of the rage that you have sprayed out by the bucket load like a angry jizz
2: listen at uh, george Cooney, the number
1: of people you've taken down <laughs> your absolute incandescent rage at people advertising things that they don't support or they don't consume and now we have found out that tom one of the most militant hammers that i know
2: let, has me, just, done let me just jump in for here um, because sure, go for uh, it. i know I, that I, you're I, getting no i know that you're getting dizzy and aroused with um <laughs> self-righteousness <laughs> um I uh, I need to throw this out there and and look Steph okay. I th- I value your listening I value you as a human being and I think what you've brought up is a very very good point. Um I was paid by Adidas. That was an Adidas commercial.
1: Oh my that god. featured Southampton. Oh so the o- god.
2: original idea was it was supposed to be West Ham. I was contracted to to do it um and I ended up uh ended up in Southampton. The three stripes being the whole reason into it. Also also it's worth me saying at that point when I did it I was uh, a very, very poor comedian. I was genuinely mm. just starting out in this industry, mm. right? Mm. And, mm. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. It, do I look back at it and think, uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done it, but also I had rent to pay and I was very much on the bones of my very ass. I was I was really struggling at the time. So with that said, um, yeah, look, I am man enough to say that maybe I have at times, outspoken and, and, and being rather damaging to to, to people who are doing efforts but if everyone can go back and listen to something and this is what i was yeah. saying mm. i bear no ill will no yeah. Ill, Ill will on anyone who is doing stuff that you know is either sort of up and coming or people who are earn, having to earn a living out of it my point was mm. this george clooney right Keanu Reeves. What I'm talking about is Johnny Depp if he doesn't wear Savage.
1: No, no, no. Ke- Keanu Reeves, before you say this, Keanu Reeves and George Clooney are different. Keanu Reeves is in the game.
2: Yeah. So so that's understandable. Yeah, so Keanu Reeves, look, Cle- George... Keanu Reeves, man, you're a G. You're an absolute legend. I love your stuff. You're an amazing guy. And I didn't realize at the time you were in the game. So, mm. yeah, you know, and actually, my kids' immiserations because I don't think anyone play, played the game long enough to actually see you're you in it. Um, wow. So, uh, um, but, yeah. You know, you're you're one of my favorite actors of all time i love you bro george clooney again one of my favorite actors but my point was on that if he doesn't drink this drink espresso, you know uh so because to, yeah. it,
1: because what you're saying is because he's not up and coming because he's made a lot yeah, of money yeah, but
2: also look it makes it i will, it makes I will it say worse. this i'm a massive west ham fan never in that southampton video was i a southampton fan i was a guy brought in to help southampton sure and let sure, me just sure. say by the way go back and look that season when I came in to help Southampton, their results oh, were incredible. They beat don't, Arsenal, don't they beat do Southampton. This. Don't do this. yeah you know, shout out to Sadio Mane, one of my close friends. Virgil van Dijk, these guys went on to do amazing things. Am I oh. a part of that? Of course I am. So, look, some men are born princes. Some were created as such. <laughs> okay. Uh, to give you some credit,
1: at least that makes a bit more sense in this context. <laughs> can, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Would you have done if it was Millwall or Spurs? No, no. No, so 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 the truth is, you did know that you were doing something. That...
2: I did Southampton because I think Southampton genuinely is a very well run football club, and I, you know, and I need, they are, need, they are they and are. I needed the money. I'm not gonna, I'm never ever gonna say I was very skint at that time.
1: What, what what would you do if I you saw that I'd done an advert uh, for Adidas that involved like Tottenham or something? Yeah, but that's a whole
2: whole different matter. I know you wouldn't. No, but what would you do if you saw that? Well, I know that you're a multi-millionaire, so I'd be like, "Why is it? Why have such you done that? Why a have you edge. done that?" Look, it, uh,
1: look I, I'm going to say, I, I will, I will tell you say this
2: as well. I, since that day, I have been offered work by nearly every other Premier League club, and I've, most of them, uh, aside West Ham, um, and I've I've said no. So yeah, and I, I've turned. I, I can tell you now, and you know that I've turned down adverts that I don't believe that mm. are, are for me. So yeah, okay. Look, I, what I would say to you is. Um, you actually did. You
1: actually did defend your position quite effectively there. It sort of it rankles for me to say that, but well done. You've actually does it wrangle you actually,
2: Nathan?
1: Oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, what it made me feel like it made feel like I was in like a, a production meeting with someone pitching me a dreadful idea. Yeah. So we've got this show called Does it wrangle Nathan? You and it's um, it's just members of the public, uh, and they are they've got. They've got things that they think they find really annoying. And what you and like a couple of your friends, you know, some of your funny, you know, some of your funny friends, we, we want it to be friends of yours so that there's a natural rapport there. What you've got to decide is whether hearing that story, whether that wrangle Nathan's you <laughs> or not. And then if it does wrangle Nathan you, you just press a buzzer. Uh, we get a big sort of confetti gun sort of shoots across the stage. It just says sort of wrangle Nathan Um and then that person is, is put into the Wrangle Nathan Hall of Fame. And, and, it sort if, of and like if it that. goes
2: the other way, a big cow comes out and it fucking shits warm diarrhea all over the person <laughs> <laughs> in question. We've got,
1: we've got a cow just sort of backstage, just constantly being fed gel frazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got time for one more, haven't we? Yeah. Hi, uh, Wolf, man. Owl and Swan. Uh, love the podcast. I need your help. Uh, me and my partner are expecting baby number two at the start of July we're struggling to think of a name we both like the name Storm or Stormy but Ooh. with my last name being Payne we don't know if it'll sound right I know Rom's got kids probably, and so probably been through this process and I feel like Tom could probably think of some good choices that would suit with the surname we already have a daughter called Ivy and don't want something too similar cheers guys keep doing what you do
2: I mean I think you've got to be careful with the name Storm I really do I, I think why'd you say that well look when you're naming a kid right you've a name like storm don't get me wrong like it's an incredible name if that person can like, take that name on their shoulders and run with it mm, okay mm, mm. you know like, me and you are both fucking we it shows us both how mediocre our parents thought me us me and you were going to be you, my name is thomas your name is jonathan do you know what i mean it shows just now that even as babies our parents looked upon us and thought they're not going to have the fucking vibes to, to carry no. Storm yeah. or, or fucking. One of my like, mum's
1: favourite things to say about me is that I was completely free of vibes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so they knew that we wouldn't be able to call, be called Dalton or fucking Storm or fucking yeah. Viper or whatever. Right. So I'd, I'd be wary of Storm or Stormy. I, I really, I mean, both lovely names. I think you need to just assess the kid. And I think Ivy, by the way, is a beautiful name. I think it's a, I'm a classicist when it comes to names. I really am. Yeah, you know, I really think a nice classic name is is, yeah, you know, or just make something out completely. Yeah. Do you know what I think? Leaf Pain would be nice. Leaf Pain. Yeah, Leaf would be cool. Yeah, be careful with Storm, but Leaf would be cool. Yeah, but Leaf is Leaf is so, works on so many different levels. I've never seen a kickbook book called Leaf before. Yeah. You Sometimes also, things, you know, when, when things know.
1: haven't happened before, there's good reason for that. Yeah, also... So I, I also
2: haven't heard a kid called dog shit before. <laughs> no, Leaf is different from dog shit. Come on. Like Cola. No one's, I've never seen a kid called Cola no. before. No. Yeah, no. Actually, Cola Toro, but Cola is sort of... No. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, what? What? Listen, I don't... I, 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 I get where Tom's coming from. I, I think choose whatever name you want is the truth of it. You know, don't, don't worry about outside perceptions really I mean one of the problems that Lisa and I had as teachers was that we couldn't think of a name that we didn't know a kid that was really annoying that had that name do you know know any kids called Leaf? no there we go but I teach you know I taught in Crawley how (laughs) likely is that gonna be but um but what I would say is um don't ever tell anybody the names you're thinking about before you've actually given the baby the name because what will happen is is people will put their, their, their opinion in and ruin a name for you. And you know, like, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you say, I'm thinking about calling the baby Storm, they'll go, oh, I'm not sure about that. Like Tom did. I'm not criticising Tom. Tom's just giving no, his no. honest opinion. If you'd, have, if you'd have said in your email, our first child's called Storm, I almost guarantee you both would have gone, isn't that a lovely name? And that's because your baby's already got that name. Yeah. People are not going to criticise a name that your kid's already got. True, that. So what I would say is choose carefully Keep it to yourself, and you know what? When you're choosing a name, do you,
2: and do it to the max. And actually, just quickly, I'm going to throw this into the mix because I know we've got to go. Wood. Cool. That is a great name for a kid. Yeah. Wood. Wood pain. Wood pain. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a fitting. I fit did not even him. think That's about good. the surname. It's even better with the yeah. Woodpain. Wood pain. Yeah. Wood pain. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. It wood sounds is a like a strong name. And yeah. it, it sounds also... like
1: something a builder asks to be passed to him
2: <laughs> to complete a job. Passed to wood pain. Wood pain. <laughs> I love it uh, right go listen easy. I hope
1: you enjoyed the bonus episode uh, we've got a dash but um, it's been lovely chatting to you Tom I love you from the bottom
2: of my heart I love you bro and as I uh, always say at the end of all of these go easy go free
1: if you have a problem opinion feedback or anything at all please email us at wolfowlpod at gmail.com that's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to
0: hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.